0: All right, hey. Hey. All right, here's our cold open question from Seth and Irvine.
1: Ooh, Seth, I like that name.
0: I do too. Okay, Pastor Matt, do you believe that psychedelics can play a positive role in enhancing spiritual experiences? And do you think psychedelic drugs or psychedelics or drugs could have played a role in heightening the spiritual experiences of people in the Bible, like Moses at the burning bush.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Seth, for listening to Joe Rogan. Um, (laughs) I I love Joe Rogan. Um, My concern for Joe Rogan, and I know a lot of people listen to him is he has no idea when he's completely left his area of expertise. Mm -hmm. So when Joe Rogan's talking about uh, exercise, martial arts, uh, media, um, Hollywood, stuff like that. I I listen to him when he starts talking about Moses is tripping out on a burning bush. And so what that is psychedelics. I mean, what that does is that undermines all all revelation Mm -hmm. because if Moses is just tripping out or he ate some mushrooms or he smoked some weed or, you know, that's a reference to burning bush, bro. Um, I mean, Moses didn't hear from God. Yeah, He heard from a substance. Mm -hmm. And so we have, we have just an incredible problem. And so, so no, I do not believe that, um, any form of substance played any part in the revelation of God, specifically because the word of God speaks so harshly against witchcraft, which in the Greek, the word is pharmakia, Mm -hmm. which is where we get our word pharmacy. Uh, Drugs were a part of the ancient world. It's the way that they worshiped. It's the way that they connected with God. And God wants to connect with us differently. He gave us a mind. He wants us to use our minds as they are, I mean, the greatest commandment that Jesus ever gave is love the Lord your God with your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, mm-hmm. and strength. And we can't love anyone with our minds when yeah. they are under the influence of anything. Um, I always crack up when I drive past the um, the 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 beer factory. I don't know what you call it, where they make yeah. beer on the two hundred and ten near Pasadena, five, and it says yep. it says Think when you drink. Yeah, that's the exact opposite <laughs> right. thing that happens. Uh, one of my favorite guys that I listen to. Um, on social media and on TikTok and just on his uh, platform is Dr. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, And he just rips, just comes after alcohol, marijuana, anything that affects your brain. And here's what he says. He's a brain doctor. Anything that affects your brain affects your brain Mm -hmm. and not in a positive Mm -hmm. way and has just incredibly... Terrible effects. So now here's what I would say. Here's where there may be some benefits to mushrooms, to hallucinogenics and stuff like that. For people who are are battling severe depression, uh, severe mental illnesses, and they don't know why, but these things tend to soften the brain and allow the brain to reset. So what I'm saying is don't get with your buddies and do some shrooms <laughs> do so you can go to a next level, but you can go to Low Melinda, and yeah. you can literally be in a doctor's office and th- with doctor supervision, you can go through this process because there is a benefit because it rewires your brain. If your brain is broken, there's some benefit to that. Yeah. But if your brain is functioning, there's no benefit at all. It can actually rewire it and make it worse. Mm-hmm. So... I think that there are some medical benefits and and I think we all get duped for that. There may be some benefits to marijuana. And so people say, oh man, I'm stressed out, I'm anxious. Okay, but oftentimes these drugs are not helping, they're just numbing mm-hmm. and they're just kind of masking the problem and you're not dealing with it. And with so many of these drugs, with all drugs, there's an initial benefit and usually the benefit phase, fades and you have to increase the dosage. Correct. And that's not just with like mushrooms or marijuana, that's with medications right. that the doctor gives you. And so here's what I've seen, particularly with like marijuana. There's an initial benefit. So it reduces your stress, it reduces your anxiety, and then it increases it. And so you just have to understand, think of your your brain like a swimming pool. Every time you add a chemical, mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a positive um, reaction and then a negative reaction. And so your body is a chemistry set. Mm-hmm. And so when you throw something in, your body is going to spike something else to try to level it. And so that's why so many people uh, that drink alcohol, like I've recently um, um, just stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just something that I've struggled with. I had a good friend of mine that was an alcoholic and he passed and it really affected me because yeah. he's a super disciplined guy incredible guy a guy i looked up to in so many ways but but alcohol just whipped him and i just thought man if it can whip him it, it can whip me and then um uh, dementia and alzheimer's runs in my family and so it's just something genetically that i'm predispositioned to get and dr amen says man you know you, you should not drink yeah. if you have a history of uh these memory diseases in your family and here's the thing i noticed as soon as i quit drinking even casually and, and for everybody listening i was a very casual drinker mm-hmm. The most I ever drink is two drinks. Uh, My wife cannot handle my mouth with one drink, (laughs) two drinks, that's it. And I'm not serious. And I mean like all evening long. Right. Uh, That was my max. And and that would be once a week, uh, twice a week, Mm -hmm. maximum, usually like once a month. But when I quit drinking, I saw my anxiety plummet,
0: Mm.
1: absolutely plummet. And that's what Dr. Amen says is, there's an, there's an initial euphoria when you have a drink. It calms you down. It calms your nerves. But then the next day, your body has to reset the chemistry anticipating that you're going to drink again. Hmm. And so it you know, increases the dose yeah. of anxiety. And so that's why people get into this rhythm where, you know, mommy needs a drink. I need to have a drink. And um, oftentimes I think we, we think of, of drugs and alcohol as a reward. Hmm. We need to think of it as a toxin and just realize what I'm doing to my body, th- this is not good for me. And and I always, I'm going to get, I'm sure we're going to get tons of, of people that say, well, a glass of wine is good, you know, for you right. once a day. Go and look at who paid for those studies. Hmm. It's, it's not just like some random doctor that's like, I want to know, th- these are the vineyards, the alcohol farm. Th- these are the people that paid for that study. The same studies we had in the fifties and sixties by cigarette manufacturers <laughs> right. who said, there's nothing wrong with smoking <laughs> right. cigarettes. And they, and they, Perpetrated that on the American public for decades Mm. when they knew, they knew that nicotine is extraordinarily addictive and that there are like what, 98 incredible toxins in cigarettes that negatively affect us. And so I'm not saying that you should not drink, you should just be aware of the consequences. And we're actually going to get to this when Paul says, Do not be drunk with wine, but Mm -hmm. be filled with the spirit. And so um, intoxication feels good, but there's a consequence, Mm -hmm. there's a huge consequence. And if you're married, in relationships, if you're trying to live life, alcohol doesn't help those things, it hurts those things. And, um, you know, because when you're inebriated, you just, you don't make good decisions. It doesn't just impair driving, it impairs living. And so I, I want you to think about that. So I've heard that too. There is no evidence to suggest that whatever. So here's what's happening in our culture. There's this huge reinterpretation mm-hmm. of, of how we got the Bible and what the Bible says because they don't like how we got the Bible and they don't like what, what it says. It says. Mm-hmm. And so all of these scholars and, and people who are listening, I'm doing the, what, what is this called? The quotes. I'm doing the, the bunny quotes. ears. Yeah, I'm air doing quotes. the air quotes. All of these scholars are are in these meetings reinterpreting uh, the Bible and and how we received it because they don't like it. They mm. don't want it to say this. And so, you know, you get 10 idiots in a room who all have this crazy interpretation and then they're like, oh, wow, this must be true. It's like, no, you guys don't want it to be mm. true. No one has ever had that interpretation until you guys agreed you didn't like it. Right. And so you came up with something else. And so- Yeah, I so, think
0: when you read- that passage. I mean, hopefully, Seth, you have read and not just heard. I, I don't yeah. listen to Rogan, so I didn't know that was yeah. a thing. <laughs> I see him sometimes on Instagram. But when you read that passage, you would never, ever imagine that no. there was any kind of substance or drug or psychedelic involved in that. Right. It's a super holy moment, yeah. right? Where Moses is hearing from God and arguing with God about how he can't do this. And yeah. so, um, and and God telling him to go. So I I hope you're you're reading those passages and not just, like you said, listening to some rando on social media giving their interpretation yeah. of what they think the Bible says. And, and
1: here's how far we've gotten from Scripture, Seth. The Bible says exactly the opposite. Yeah, we are not to use uh, hallucinogens, weeds, mm-hmm. flower. I mean, these things in order to you know have an experience and encounter with yeah. God. We God wants us to be completely aware. You know, have all of our faculties mm-hmm. in line so that we can connect with Him. Um, because I mean have you ever have you ever like been at a party where you're you're the only one not drinking and like drunk people, they think they're so clever, they think they're so funny. And it's I'm just like, I cannot Mm -hmm. stand this. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate it when they're like, I love you. Like (laughs) ten times. I'm like, I heard you the first time. I you know, A, you have alcohol breath. B, I need you to back up. Thank you for the love. Mm -hmm. But can you sit down? Yeah.
0: Such such an impairment even to our uh, being able to experience God in a way that, I mean, mm. he's the intoxicant, right? Like yeah. his love is, I know that sounds cheesy. Yeah. So but I'm not
1: judging the people correct. that drink. I'm asking you to use judgment yeah. as to why you drink and when you drink. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should exercise that, um, because it, 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 I've seen it just destroy yeah. really Absolutely. good people. So,
0: so good. Thank you. Thanks, Seth. And welcome to a new season of the Debrief Podcast with Matt Brown, the podcast where author and pastor Matt Brown debriefs current issues shaping our culture from a spiritual perspective and answers your questions about Christianity. I'm Donna Martin. I have the honor of being your host and I'm so excited. Hey, Pastor yes, Matt. Yes, how man, are you to today?
1: I'm doing great. I actually, you said author. I'm in the process of writing my second book and it is, was a little rough yesterday. Really? Yeah, I wrote for six hours, um, was totally discouraged. Yeah, it's so funny. So you start writing. You're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then you're like, oh, this is okay. <laughs> and then every writing day I end with, no one's going to read this. Yeah. This is going to help no one. Mm-hmm. So why am I even doing this? Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago. It's very small. It was 70 pages. And I cried through uh, the whole entire thing. Because you think, I'm dumb. Nobody cares. Uh, nobody wants to listen. So I encourage you. Keep going. Keep uh, going. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's, the first book was so great. If you haven't gotten that, you need to get it. It's called You. Check it out on Amazon. Okay. That was a little plug for your other book. That was fantastic. Thank you. Um, So thank you everyone for... Uh, sending in questions. You guys are doing amazing every week. If you do have a question, especially as it relates to the sermon series, we're on an amazing sermon series called Different out of the book of Ephesians. And you can go to move.sc forward slash ask and submit your question. Or if you open up the app right there, you're going to see that you can submit a question and we're getting questions from all over, which is amazing. So you did a sermon this Sunday that I absolutely adored. It was called A Different Mystery. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, share just a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people misunderstand the context of Ephesians because it's it's all about the mystery of God, the unraveling of the mystery mm-hmm. of God. And so historically, the argument has been, you know, who's chosen, who's predestined. Um, and, and what they fail to understand is, is, is those who are chosen, those who are predestined are the Gentiles. And that has always been God's uh, will God's plan, mm-hmm. God's desire, before the foundations of the world, they were chose in Christ, mm-hmm. and so, and and out of Jews and Gentiles, God has taken the two and made one. Yeah. He has created His church out of um, beautiful, amazing Jews. I want to give a shout out to uh, Joel, um, and that's a a woman's name. And awesome. she said, I'm Jewish. So mm-hmm. she came up to me at the gym. She said, I don't want to interrupt your workout, which is always hilarious. <laughs> that's exactly, that's <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly what they're doing. But Joelle, thank you so much. It meant so much to me. And she just said, it, she said it reminded me of how important the gospel is. Mm-hmm. Um, the gospel is not boring. The gospel is is God's beauty revealed to mm-hmm. mankind. And so she just said, thank you so much as a Jewish person. And that was beautiful and wonderful. And I was so glad to meet her. Yeah. Um, and, and I was glad, Joelle, that you interrupted uh, my workout because it, it was just really, really special. But the mystery of God is, is how God in Christ is solving um, you know, our, our separation from him, mm-hmm. our separation from each other, our separation from, from who we're called to be and what we're meant to be. God is reconciling all things um, in Christ in me with you and I yeah. and with us and God, he He is beautifying everything that yeah. is broken. And that's the mystery that is revealed. And so you see the word mystery seven times in the book of Ephesians, three times in 10 verses mm-hmm. in Ephesians chapter three, one through 10. And it's actually, I believe, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I think it's in Ephesians one, nine. If you guys can fact check that, I think it's in Paul's first chapter that he has been called as an apostle to reveal the mystery of Christ. Yeah. And so, um, and we just see that all throughout scripture. And it's just so beautiful. It's just so amazing. I was right. Okay, good. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who's memorized the entire book of Ephesians. Oh, I know. Every time he says amazing. that, I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then I never <laughs> do it. But, um, but it's just so incredible that, that we have this mystery that we're a part of. And part of the reason is we're so bored as people mm-hmm. is we have divorced ourselves from the mystery of God. And I talked a little bit about uh, the never ending story. Mm-hmm. And I had this family that came up to me Sunday at Hunter Park. And they're like, we're reading that story to our oh, kids. Wow. And it's just this amazing story where Atreyu, you know, uh, I'm going to mess it up, but Atreyu is the lead character in the book, but the boy reading the book realizes that he is Atreyu, Atreyu Mm -hmm. is him, and he's in the story. And that's what should happen when we read scripture. It's not just a story about people we don't know, but we're actually in that story. And we're a part of that story. And that's why when you read the book of Acts, I love it, it just kind of ends. You know, it it, it doesn't end with the words, the end. Right. (laughs) Acts 28 just kind of stops. That's because God never stopped. The book of Acts is still being written. And so here's the thing. Sandals Church is in the book of Acts. The debrief is in the book of Acts. Donna's in the book of Acts. Matt's in the book of Acts. And all of our listeners are in the book of Acts. And and that's what's being played out. It's the most important story ever told. And Paul says, so that the manifold wisdom of God might be displayed in the church for all powers and principalities in, in, in the air. Who is that? What is that? We do not know, but there is life. There is, is, is a creation beyond what we've seen. Typically as Christians, we say that's spiritual. That's the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that's true, but it's also a part of God's created order. And we don't know who that is or what that is, but they're watching. Yeah. And what they're watching and what they're learning is, they're learning about God through us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So God is, God is telling a story through us that reveals who he is um, to the heavenly powers, to the heavenly forces. And that's one of, the, so many people are, are so afraid about being bored in heaven. There's nothing boring about God.
0: Nothing. God
1: yeah. God is this this eternal mystery that that will continue to be unraveled even in eternity. I mean, that's why we need to live for all eternity so that we can begin to understand mm-hmm. the wonders of God and who he is and what he is and, and the nature of God. And And that's what the, that's what makes the struggle. I mean, that's the the major divorce between Islam, Judaism, and Christianity is they believe in the oneness of God, the monotheism of God. As Christians, we believe in the oneness of God, but in the multi-persons of God. He is father, he is son, and he is Holy Spirit. Somehow that. That's one mm-hmm. and yet three, mm-hmm. good luck with that. Yeah. It's extraordinarily difficult, um, but it's the way God reveals himself to us. Jesus reveals God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And uh, a lot of us as Christians just kind of throw that out there, mm-hmm. but there's a mystery to that. It, it's a difficult thing and we need to have grace for our Muslim uh, friends and our Jewish friends who can't wrap their minds around that. Because if you think about it, we right, can't that's either. Yeah. Somehow that's, that's how God is and he's revealing that to us. And so, um,
0: that was so good. I loved the point. And you, I, you kind of stayed on that, that if you are bored, yeah. then you are probably not following Jesus because yeah. you just said there's nothing boring about God. Yeah. Um, and I think, that's why I love the mystery. There's such an adventure with serving the Lord. <laughs> adventure is like the best way to put it. Um, and God invites us into this mystery with Him. And oh, yeah, I mean,
1: look at your life. A month ago, would you have imagined you'd have been on this show? No, yeah. it's
0: crazy. It's a mystery. And, yeah. and I thank God for it. And it's exciting when you're following Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you think the disciples, they didn't know what was going on from day to day. They were like, we're demons and pigs and yeah, all the things, yeah. you know. And so, uh, yeah, if you are not, if you're bored, you're probably not following yeah. Our Jesus, yeah. the master. Amen. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so we have this other question that is related to that point about the watchers. I thought that was so yeah. good. Um, it's Andrew from Mentone. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Um, hi, Pastor <coughs> Matt. I've been watching scary movies during this Halloween season. Mm. Movies like The Conjuring, and the exorcist show Catholic priests going to attack, to these, attack these evil spirits with the Bible. Right. I, you know, I've never seen it, but I'm assuming they're just throwing it. I don't know. How would Sandals Church handle a situation with someone fearfully dealing with spiritual attacks from evil spirits?
1: Right. Well, the first thing I would say is, what was his name from Mentone? Andrew. Andrew. I mean, I wouldn't watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that... Um, man, the devil is looking for all kinds of ways that's to get right. uh, in your life, in your head. And I think what those things do is they, they create a curiosity that's unhealthy mm. with with the things that are dark and things that are evil. and And one of the things that we need to understand is there, there's a mystery to evil that we should be ignorant of. We should right. not be a part of. And we have to be very, very careful. So here's the good part of those things. I think the church can be victorious. We can deal with those things. I've participated in events where I've prayed for healing over people who have struggled with this stuff. It is real. Uh, what I would say is it's usually not. Usually mm. it's in people's heads, it's in their minds, it's in their fears. But every now and then mm-hmm. what I say is we catch a real fish mm-hmm. and it's a real problem. And it's a real struggle for people. And so what we do at Sounds Church is we do a thing called deep healing. You know, we've, we've gone into people's homes. We pray uh, in people's homes. Um, Tammy and I are in our new home and she was actually out of the, out of the state for about a week. And I just, it, there was just some, some trippy things happened. And I just, I just laid my hands on my, on, yeah, on my house. I put my hands good. on the wall and I just prayed. I said, Lord, deliver this place from whatever evil that has mm-hmm. taken place here, whatever's happened here. God, I, I, you are greater than it. And I just ask that you drive it out in the name of Jesus. Yeah, amen. And and I went to bed and I had a, had a great night's sleep. And, um, you know, we said weird things, flickering lights, things that were happening. The contractor came back and it was loose wire, but, you know, you, you never, never know. know. <laughs> so, um, but I just I just prayed over my house. And so we do a thing called deep healing. It's a thing that is designed for people that, that feel like they're wrestling with some kind of uh, demonic activity mm-hmm. in their life. Uh, and these things can happen at night. These things can happen during the day. They can happen in their homes. But it's it's something that we take very seriously at Sandals Church. It, it's something that we only allow kind of a select group of Christians at our church who are trained, who've gone through the process yeah. to begin this. And so here's the thing that I think is so helpful. If you're feeling under attack, um, what, what I teach is that demons are like rats. They're mm-hmm. attracted to trash. Mm-hmm. And so here's where I think the Catholic tradition goes wrong, is they say in the name of Jesus, be gone, get out of here, and they kick it out. Well, if you don't get rid of the trash, the rats immediately come back. And so what we need to deal with is, uh, like the Apostle Paul says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. This is in the book of Ephesians. Um, Do not let, you know, anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on your anger because it gives the devil a foothold. So the devil has to have permission and right in your life. So just like Jesus— Jesus will only come into our life when we give him permission. Mm-hmm. So that's the sinner's prayer. Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Come into my life. The same thing works with the devil. We yeah. have to give him permission through behaviors, things that we watch, things that we do. We invite him and we give him a foothold in our mm-hmm. life. So what we need to do is identify those footholds. We need mm-hmm. to identify those things that that he's holding on to. And, and, and here's what I've experienced. Once we've dealt with all the garbage, the rats want to run away. Mm-hmm. And they just leave. And it's not um something crazy it's not something scary um it's just they're they're just so so weak once we've confessed our sins to him so um first john 1 9 when we confess our sins to him he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness and so once we go through that process of um some things that we're holding on to in our our life and often it's a spirit of bitterness Mm -hmm. a spirit of unforgiveness um you know when we when we when we pretend that we sit in the seat of God to hold people accountable, mm-hmm. that's sin, mm-hmm. and and that gives the devil permission to our lives. And so when we release those things, uh, just like Jesus did on the cross, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. Right? Even while he's suffering, he's just holy and yeah. perfect. We hand that over to God, and it's not saying what happened was okay, right or true, but we release it, and then the demons just flee. And, mm-hmm. and I've seen that. And, um, you know, you need somebody that's competent uh, in the scriptures, somebody that's, that's dealt with it. um, And and we have those people at Sandals Church. So we do do that. We don't call it exorcisms. uh, (laughs) You know, we we just call it a deep healing, because that's that's what we believe that God wants to do is bring healing to your life. And we can drive the devil away all day long. But until you deal with the problem. Mm-hmm. And it's just like addiction. So many people think that they have they have an addiction to a substance. No, you have an addiction to a solution mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so until you identify the problem, your problem isn't drugs. Mm-hmm. Your problem isn't alcohol. It's, it's something inside of you that's screaming out, that's saying, I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm restless. I'm anxious. I'm overwhelmed. Until we deal with that, alcohol is going to be the easiest fix because it numbs you from that pain and that suffering. So we have to deal with that issue. Um, you know, and it's the old saying, um, you know, one day at a time, what is it that I can deal with today? And once we deal with that, our, our desire for alcohol, you know, just like when I used to struggle with porn, I used to tell people I I had a porn problem. I didn't have a porn problem. I had an anxiety problem. Mm. And as a young man, Pornography was it was an incredible intoxicating drug that allowed me to escape from my worries and my fears. And I would run around telling people, oh, I struggle with lust, that wasn't my issue. My issue was anxiety wow. and worry. And once I dealt with that, then I went, oh, this yeah. no longer has a hold on me. But I kept asking God to take away the desire but the desire was not my problem. The desire was my, the yeah. problem was my brokenness. Mm-hmm. And once I dealt with that, I was like, okay, I can, I can deal with that's this. That's good. Um, and so that's what I would say. So great question. Yeah. I would excellent. encourage you, you know, go watch. Is it chosen? What What's the special of Jesus? Yeah. Go the watch chosen. that. You know? Yeah. I
0: mean, we've been hearing this for a couple of weeks. Things uh, people are watching mm-hmm. that are inviting all sorts of yeah. things yeah. <laughs> into their life. And so... Yeah. Let's not watch The Conjuring or The Exorcist. And if if you feel like you need deep healing, reach out to one of the the pastors here. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. and again,
1: I think the reason so many young people are drawn to this is that they want to add a little spice to their life. Yeah. And why is that? Because your Christian faith is boring. Hmm. And, um, you know, years ago, so I actually, um, Stephanie, who was my co-host before, we got a call at the church office and I don't know why, but No one was here to take it. No one was here to field it. And it was a family. Like we're moving out of our house. You know, furniture's moving around. Like this mom was like, she she was in tears. I'm out. And I was like, well, before you before you sell your house, you know, uh, Stephanie and I will come over and pray in your house. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie was so mad. She's like, (laughs) she didn't want to go. And and I just she said, aren't you afraid? And I said, I told her, I said, I don't have to outrun the devil. I just have to outrun you. So and I was a triathlete, and Stephanie was not. So I was confident. (laughs) But when we went over there, man, there was there was something there. Yeah. And um. It was something very, very real, mm-hmm. and I, I think if I've I told this story on the debrief, yeah. So I've told this story on the debrief. You can go back, told to episodes, but this this little uh, five year old kid, man, he had this um, this drawing on the wall, mm. and I said, I said, who is that? And he said, I can't tell you. Wow. I said, yeah, you can. I'm a pastor, and he said, it doesn't want me to tell you who it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the mom's crying, the dad's crying, and and I said, you can tell me. I said, is he good or is he bad? And this little boy, five years old, he's like he's not good.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: And so we prayed and I erased them. And I said, you're never to draw him again. And I saw the mom, you know, and then COVID happened. Yeah. You know, COVID was like this weird time warp. And I actually saw her and she gave me a, a gift for one of my daughters that got married. And she said, I, I said, how's the house? She said, clean. We've never had an issue again. Wow. I mean, she was ready to like, just give it back to the bank. Yeah. We are done. done. She said furniture was sliding I around. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. And it was this little boy's uh, secret friend. I know. I, I dude I saw it and I was like, who's that?
0: Yeah. And so. I think we have to be as Christians aware. I mean, I've been a part of churches where uh they it was hype. Like they they were hyper on spiritual warfare and demonic yeah. activity and everything was demons and it's like yeah, it's know, not always the devil. Sometimes no, you're just not, dumb. Friend. Yeah, you need to you need discipline. It's not <laughs> yeah. a demon, right? And then other places yeah. that I've been a part of where they don't rec- or you know, recognize it or acknowledge it at all. Yeah. I mean, in doing ministry in San Bernardino for about a decade, yeah. You see some stuff mm-hmm. because of all the oppression that is there in that city, and so just, I, w- you know, I would encourage our listeners be aware that the spirit realm it is real. There are things, and sometimes we catch fish, and yeah. it's got to go. Right, mm-hmm. we got to cast it yeah. out. Great question. Awesome. Great question. Thank you, Andrew. Okay, Jasmine from Moreno Valley says, "What are your thoughts?" on guardian angels. Do you think we have angels or watchers assigned to us?
1: Yeah, so there's a specific passage uh, where Jesus talks about not hurting or wounding children. So mm-hmm. anyone that hurts or wounds a child, he said it would be better for them to tie a millstone yeah. around their neck and throw it into the deepest waters. He says, uh, for their angels are before my father day and night. Mm. So that's where that whole idea comes from that children have guardian angels. So we, we don't know specifically that's the church tradition um, maybe the folklore of Christian Church but Jesus says that that children have someone who's whose angel uh, pro, whose protector that's what it would make you think is is face to face with God the Father and so and what's what that saying is two things number one in the day and age of Jesus children didn't matter
0: mm-hmm. they were
1: not considered citizens like today we worship our kids 2,000 years ago kids were just a distraction Um so Jesus says they matter they're important but that's where that that comes from that idea that we that we have that so go back Going back to deep healing, whenever I do that, I ask the Lord to send His fiercest angels yeah. to fight mm-hmm. uh, for the believer that's being wounded and attacked. Because there are things that angels can do that I can't do. Like what? Well, in the Book of Revelation, God sends an angel to chain the devil. Yeah. So that's the angel. <laughs> I, You're like, I don't know. I need that one. Yeah, I don't know who that dude is, Lord, but I, Bring I want him, I Bring want him, now. him. and <laughs> yeah. uh, because I want I want the devil to be bound. Yes. And I don't have the strength to do that. I don't have the spiritual maturity to do that. I don't have the awareness to even know where he's operating, but God does. And so I invite God's angels, his warrior angels to come and to deliver a believer that's being wounded. And so, I mean, are those guardian angels? You know, they must be. So uh, angels fight for us. Angels are messengers. Mm -hmm. Angels are warriors. And like in this week's uh, message, Daniel 4.13, they're watchers. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, in in some of your Bibles, it will be translated angel, but the word ear, um, so like... um, in English like e a r that's not how it's spelled in Hebrew it would be more like i um, e r ear um, but it it means to watch mm. so and and so that's what freaks daniel out is he sees something that's watching him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he becomes aware and and so that's what I think the conversion is for so many people. It's, it's the awareness that there's something out there. Mm-hmm. So last night, Tammy and I were, we were uh, just hanging out and I said, let's watch a, let's watch a rom-com. I was trying to be a good uh, husband. I hate rom-coms. And she picked a movie called uh, The Choice or Choices. So yeah, I, I, I'd never heard of it, but there's this conversation between, um, the, the two, the couple that are dating and he doesn't believe in God, his mom died of cancer. And so he's mad at God. I mean, he, he he doesn't believe in God. And she just says, I just have to believe that there's something out there watching over me. That's orchestrating everything to happen for mm-hmm, a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's that awareness that, okay, there's something out there. There there's, you know, there's a chessboard that I can't see and things are moving and things are being positioned and somehow I'm a part of that, but it's bigger than me. And ultimately that is God. And again, that's what Paul says that the manifold wisdom of god will be displayed in the church for the powers and principalities of the the heavenly realms and so those things are real and they are powerful and so whether they're guardian angels or not we just we just don't know enough and people try Mm -hmm. to define um what devils are and what demons Mm -hmm. are and then they get they get all into this you know these extensive books and knowledge and it's just look man we see through a veil right now and, and we don't see clearly one day we will see one day we will understand. But right now it's just really difficult to understand. It's hard enough for me to understand this life that I'm, I'm experiencing right now, much less a spiritual realm that I I'm not a part of. And I can't see, like I'm not a part of that yet. I mean, I'm aware of it. Uh, That realm, that's where Jesus came from, but I, but I, but I don't know everything about it. And so I just have to be really, really careful. So, you know, are there guardian angels? I, I gave you the text. You can decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Jesus says that these angels watch over children mm-hmm. um, and they look face to face to God at all times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I don't, I mean, you can decide. That's yeah. just one of those issues where Christians can agree to disagree. But I gave you the the, the biblical proof text. And, and so there is substance for that. That idea.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, this is a question related, related to being a part of God's story mm. in your sermon. Um, Madison is from Colton. Hey, Madison. And she says, I'm 23 years old and I was diagnosed with cancer nice. a year ago. I've done eight chemotherapy treatments, but my doctors are now wanting to do a stem cell transplant because chemo isn't working. Mm -hmm. I find myself waking up some days feeling frustrated and unfulfilled in life, like you talked about in the sermon today, because I am on disability and feel exhausted most days. I'm 23, and I only have leave the house for church and necessities. Mm -hmm. Jesus has gotten me through the toughest thoughts and feelings during this process, but sometimes I feel so scared and lost. What can I do to further understand why this is happening to me and to be more at peace with my life? Uh, right now. I trust God's plan, but I'm scared.
1: Yeah. So um, actually, that's what my book is on healing Madison. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I want to do is I just want to pray for Madison, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I want to talk about, you know, what my book is on healing Madison and and um, I'll make sure that you get a copy um, for free from me as soon as it comes out. And uh, I'm just going to trust by faith that you're going to be here to read that book. Yeah. And so I'm going to believe that. So let's just all pray for Madison yeah. right now. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just pray for Madison, God, and it just breaks my heart when uh anybody suffers but particularly young people 23 years old is way too young to to deal and to battle with cancer but god we know there are sick kids all across the world so i pray right now that madison would know that you that you love her you see Mm -hmm. her and you care for her and that you are with her god we pray in the name of jesus for a miracle we pray lord that you would either do it uh, by your own will your own act and you would just touch her and heal her body or god we pray that you would do it through this uh, stem cell transplant um which I know and have heard and have seen and walked with people who've gone through this, it will be painful, but I pray that it would be productive. So Lord, just bless her with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. We pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Agree. Amen. Thank you, Madison. This is a real question. I mean, this, yeah. this is why the church matters because there are just some things that we can't answer. So I think the mistake, Madison, that we all we all make is we wanna know why. Mm-hmm. And I want you to ask a different question. And this is what I talk about in my book. The question that we are overwhelmed with is why? Why did this happen to me? I don't, I don't think we get that answer. The question I want you to ask is who is with me in my boat? And so Jesus takes the disciples <clears throat> out into the lake and there's an incredible storm. As far as we can tell, you know, the disciples didn't want to go. This is something that Jesus had planned. They go out into this boat and ultimately what they wrestle with is, God, do you even care? So the disciples awake. Jesus say, do you even care that we're about to die? Mm-hmm. And so, right, you know, that's a why is this happening? Why are you allowing this? God, are you even good? There's so many questions that disciples have in that. And the whole point of this storm on the lake is not why is this happening, but who is in my boat. Mm-hmm. And so, Madison, what I would encourage you is just to know that that the Jesus who walked on water, the Jesus who calmed the storm, the Jesus um, who rose from the dead is the same Jesus that is with you right now yeah. as you battle this cancer. And that's where your peace comes from. I don't know what your outcome will be. But I know this: the same God who was raised from the dead on the third day is the same God who can raise you from the dead if you die. And we have to believe that, and trust that, and know that our faith is greater than our death.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: where our peace comes from. Now, that's a lot to process for a 23-year-old. I mean, I I watch 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. I watch 80-year-olds in our church who are like, "I'm not ready to die." I'm like, "Man, you had a good run. This is, you know, (laughs) it's it's just different." And and that's not to be insensitive, but. I'm not nearly as concerned about somebody's 95-year-old grandma who died as I am Madison, who's 23 yeah, and is potentially facing death. And so what I would just say is, you, know, you said most days I'm just fatigued and overwhelmed. That's the chemo. Mm-hmm. The chemo affects you physically. It affects you mentally. And so I want everyone to listen. Something that that affects us physically and mentally affects us spiritually. Mm-hmm. We cannot divide those things. Um, physical, emotional suffering is spiritual suffering. And that's one of the ways where we we talked about in the last question, we, we don't understand how, how God is fully divided. We don't understand how we are divided. Mm-hmm. We don't know when something's emotional. We don't know when something's purely physical and we don't know when something's spiritual. Those things seem to interact. And so what I would just say is embrace that, give yourself permission it's okay to not be able to do what others yeah. do. I think the problem is when you're 23, you're looking at all your friends, they're bounding with energy, they're doing all these things. They're not battling cancer. Yeah. And so you need to give yourself permission to be tired. And there's no shame in in resting and taking a day off and not being able to do things. Man, I would take it day by day. And praise God, I'm I'm grateful that you still want to come to church. And I want everybody out there that hasn't been to church since COVID started. Come Here's on. a 23 year old battling right. for her life. Man, the bacteria that we carry, the Mm -hmm. viruses that we carry could kill her. And yet she's saying, I'm I'm going to to church. church." And that's just so important for all of us to realize is we've gotten into so many bad habits by making excuses. And and Madison is such a prime example for us. And so we don't know why, but here's one of the whys. And I talk about this in, in my book. Why is there suffering? Why is there disease? Madison because you, you have no idea how you made Donna and I better. Mm. We're better. We're better when we see suffering in others. And that, excuse me, um, because it reminds us you, you don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. Right. We can stop complaining. We can stop moaning. We can get up and we can do things and it brings out the suffering in others brings out the best in us. And so the why for us not you, Madison, the why for us is to remind us that life is short, yeah. that we need to love, we need to serve, we need to care for people because we don't know how much time we have. Mm-hmm. And Madison has been blessed. Uh, the Bible says, teach us to number thy days. Madison has been blessed that she's learned this at 23. Mm-hmm. And some of us don't learn, haven't learned this at 53, mm-hmm. at 63. And so I just want you to know, I love you, I care for you, and I'm praying for you. And this is a really, really tough thing but Madison, God's with you. Yeah, God is with you and, um, we're praying for you and we love you. And we're going to pray that this treatment works. We're going to continue to pray for you. And I'm so blessed that despite all your suffering, what you've chosen to do is go to church and listen to the debrief. And I wish that I could get all the other 23 year olds in our church to to care about Jesus like you do, because they need to, because here's the truth is we're all dying. We're like, death is inevitable. Life is not, um, and that's why we need to choose the narrow road. So, Madison, I just love you so much. Yeah. I'm praying for you. Thank you for your question, um, and just know God is with you. Not why, but who. Who is mm-hmm. with me in this process? Because there are just some things that we just don't understand. I had a gal text me on Instagram this week, and she her question was this: My friend just went to Florida uh, on vacation. Her father slipped off the um, the 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 banister on the hotel mm-hmm. and fell over the edge and died in front oh of my the whole gosh. family. And she said, I want to know why. I'm like, man, I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. She had two whys. Why did this happen? And why did they have to see it? Yeah, It's like, I mean, there are just some things in life where you just have to go, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. And that's where I praise. I'm not God, man. I, I'm not God. I don't have to worry about that. that that's, that's, that's about God. And so here's what Roman eight says, that God has subjected the world to suffering and disease so that they might grope and find him. So it's in our suffering that we reach out and we have to realize that everything was perfect and Adam and Eve still sinned. Mm -hmm. So there's something about sin and suffering that helps us understand who we are and why we are what we are that couldn't have happened when the world was perfect. And um, so, you know, I, I think God has created a world with the least amount of suffering so that we still have choice and that we can still reach for him Mm -hmm. and 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 grab him and 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 um and grope for him and that's that's literally what what the verse means and so Madison, I pray that you would just reach absolutely. for God and, and you would try to, even on your, on your, on your days where you're wiped out, that you would just say, okay, God, I'm going to take a Sabbath today and I'm going to rest. So we love you. Pray love for you. you. That's probably one of my favorite questions of Thank all time. Thank you,
0: Madison. Thank you so much for that. I love, I, I just want to, she put, I trust God's plan, but I still feel scared. I think that's most of us, most days with everything in our life. But Madison, you are a warrior girl. Thank you so much <clears throat> for your, your question.
1: Yeah. And it's okay to be scared. That's not yeah. a lack of faith.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you again. Well, that was great. Yes. Thank you so much. Mm. These are great. I love that. You guys keep watching and submitting your questions every single week, even if we're not able to get to them, we will possibly eventually. So many questions come in every week, but especially as it's related to the sermon, if there's something that you just need an answer about, go to move.sc forward slash ask and submit your question or just right there on the app, you can just boop, click mm-hmm. <laughs> and submit your question. And we we look forward to hearing from you and for Pastor Matt to answer them. Thank you so Thank much. You. This Great was fantastic. Thank you guys. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for checking out the Debrief podcast with Matt Brown. The Debrief podcast is produced by Sandals Church and is a show where Matt Brown answers questions on faith and culture. If you've enjoyed the Debrief and want to help us create more content that helps people grow in their faith and in their journey of being real, I want to invite you to visit donate.sc. Thanks for joining us and God bless.